Welcome to the Shit Talk Podcast. I'm your host, Liz Broder. Are you ready to shoot the shit? All right, we're back for some more shit talk following Thanksgiving. I hope everyone had a lovely Thanksgiving and is enjoying getting back into normal routine after holiday. Now, today I'm getting into, it dawned on me, and perhaps I should have done this before Thanksgiving, but it's still applicable. Some of these foods people will continue to eat after Thanksgiving, and I also just think some of them are just, it's smart and helpful to know about. So I'm getting into holiday treats, and I'm going to get into their nutrition breakdown. Now, it's going to be a lot of numbers, so I understand why for some... It may be a bit much. I have a second part I'm doing, and that's why I'm making them two different episodes because it's just, it's a lot of numbers. Um, And I want this to be digestible and, you know, I want you to retain it. I don't want it to get like too much. But anyway, so today's part one, it's going to be on your favorite holiday treats, my nutrition assessment, perhaps some um, tips to make them healthier, and just info to have so you know going forward you know, how many calories, the fat content, what things really have. And then part two is getting into some foods at your favorite fast, casual, fast food restaurants. So that'll be next week. But okay, let's talk holiday treats. I'm a dietitian. What are are the facts, A? And then B, as a dietitian, what's my take on them? Now, my first one I have is pumpkin pie. Very well known for Thanksgiving dessert. Obviously, Thanksgiving just passed. However, I still think it's good to know this. And I do know there are plenty of people that continue to enjoy pumpkin pie throughout the holiday season. So I hope this is helpful. If not, it's going to be helpful for you for next year's Thanksgiving. Now, a classic, typical pumpkin pie. And of course, please keep in mind, recipes vary. Your sizing of a a typical slice may vary. This is based on an average recipe, and then an average serving size, which going forward for everything. But so keep that in mind, you know, grain of salt, this is on average, you can't quote me exactly on every piece of pumpkin pie. But here we go. The average piece of pumpkin pie, and this is a typical slice, I think it's like one eighth of a pie, there's like eight slices in the typical pie, 300 calories, 12 grams of fat with six of them. So half of that are saturated. It has 46 grams of carbohydrates, 26 grams of which are sugar, and four grams of protein. Now, you may or may not remember sugar. So we are the cap of added sugar per day is 25 grams. This one slice has 26 grams of sugar. So you're already surpassing the amount of added sugar you should be having in a day. Easy to do when you're having dessert, but especially easy when it's holiday time. Sugar's in everything as we will learn as I go forward today. But, you know, I would say 300 calories for one piece of pie. That's not wild. It makes sense. And again, 12 grams of fat. Anyone who's been listening to Shit Talk knows I'm all about the healthy fats. Half of that is saturated fat, which is not healthy fat. Um, But it's not, I wouldn't, it's not the worst. You should stick to one piece, one slice of pie. But this isn't like, that information to me was not wild. The 46 grams of carbs also not wild. And, you know, more than half of that being sugar, it just puts into perspective for you how much sugar there is in everything. So like if that's one slice, imagine if you did have two slices, that's 
over 50 grams would be 52 grams of sugar, which is more than double what you should be having in one day. And that would be just from two pieces of pie. Now, one recommendation I can offer is try subbing in evaporated milk instead of condensed milk. So the difference between those two, pumpkin pie calls for condensed milk. Condensed milk is sweetened. If you want to try evaporated milk instead, it's not sweetened, so it will lower the sugar content. And then perhaps use stevia instead. Or you could use maple syrup. But again, maple syrup is still sugar. It is a more natural form of sugar rather than just like processed plain white sugar. But still, you're going to have a sugar content with maple syrup. So that's pumpkin pie. The next one, gravy. Flour, I'm talking about a flour-based gravy using beef stock. Now, it's 130 calories per cup and six grams of fat, half of which are saturated. So you're getting three grams of saturated fat. It also, that for that one cup, has 1,600 milligrams of sodium, 12 carbs, 12 grams of carbs, and nine grams of protein, which you're getting because it's a beef stock. So now what's my opinion on that? So gravy is delicious, but yeah, it, it's an additive. You're adding I kind of see sauces as like I'm just basically adding calories. Yeah, you're adding flavor, but ideally, it, as my mother always said, if it's a good piece of meat or whatever, a good piece of a good chicken, a good whatever, you're not going to need sauces. It just it's a quality piece of meat. It tastes good. So I always recommend trying to keep gravies to a minimum because it really just is extra calories. 1600 milligrams of sodium. The recommended amount for Americans is 2500 milligrams. Now they're are some debates on if that's too low, but the point is 1600 milligrams in one serving is a high amount of sodium and we need sodium. It's very important, but the more processed foods you have, the more sodium you're getting because it is used as a preservative. Um, my recommendations would be try more. First off, try a chicken stock rather than the beef stock. It tends to be lower in fat. And you can try more of like an herb-based rather than flour-based because that's going to lower the carbohydrates. Using more herbs, you know, there's those thicker gravies that are delicious, but they have loads and loads of starch in them and flour. And if you do want to do that, what I say is sub more fiber-rich fiber uh, flours like almond flour, coconut flour, arrowroot flour versus instead of using white flour, which, you know, spikes your blood sugar, simple sugar, going to be stored as fat unless you burn it off immediately. White flour, never really a good option. So if you're going the flour route, try one of the more fiber-rich flours. If you are opting for, you know, more of a soupy gravy, so it's not as thick because that flour is what thickens it, try the chicken stock and add in a bunch of herbs. My mom will do that sometimes. It tastes good. Um, different, totally different effect than the flour-based. But if you do need a little, you know, if you feel like you're worried the turkey's going to be dry or whatever you're having is going to be dry, that's a nice way to add some flavor without a ton of additives. Okay, my next one, the Christmas sugar cookie. I know that's like such a thing for Christmas, which I think is so fun. I've definitely participated in different like um, cookie decorating and like gingerbread house parties, whatever. So your average medium-sized Christmas sugar cookie is 140 calories, 6 grams of fat, half of which are saturated, 20 grams of carbohydrates, 8 of which are sugar, and 1 gram of protein. So keep in mind, this is just the sugar cookie. All of this in all of these um nutrients, the calories, the fat, sugar, all of that increases when you start adding icing and sprinkles and gumdrops and chocolate chips and all of that. 
The first sub I would say is, again, with the white flour. If you want something a little bit more fiber rich, that's not going to spike your blood sugar as high. Try the coconut flour. Try like a whole wheat pastry flour or a keto flour blend. Those have flours that are higher in fat and lower in carbon. Yeah, lower in carbohydrates, lower in sugar. So that's an option. But I also get like you're making sugar cookies. It's once a year. I'm just going to use the white flour. That's totally fine. Just be mindful. That cookie alone, that is 140 calories, six grams of fat, and you're getting 20 grams of carbs, eight of which are sugar. So add some frosting, add some sprinkles, add some gumdrops. You're honestly probably at 30 grams of sugar by the time you're done with it. So, and that's just one cookie. So that's just something important to keep in mind. And again, this isn't like to scare people or punish people. It's just, I think it's helpful to know going into it. If one medium cookie is already 140 calories, plus you add a bunch of toppings, let's say it's 200 calories. You know, if you have two of those, that's already 400 calories. That's a lot for something that's pretty much just providing you with sugar. So this is all just good good to know because knowledge is power. My next, which is a personal favorite of mine, latkes. Oh my God. If you haven't had potato pancakes, please try them. You're not going to regret it. One medium latka, which on average, medium latka is around three inches, 100 calories, six grams of fat, 300 milligrams of sodium, 10 grams of carbs, and two grams of protein. Now, for those of you who don't know, latkes are potato pancakes and they're deep fried. That's why they taste good because anything deep fried is going to taste good. So what impacts calories, fat, what kind of oil are you frying them in? Now, I hate to say it like this, but latkes, odds are they're going to be high in fat no matter how you shake it because they're fried in oil. Most recipes advise a vegetable oil, which I try to stay away from because they're highly inflammatory. I have used coconut oil and I will say it was okay, but it wasn't as crispy and it wasn't as good. Another thing to keep in mind, they don't require much flour. I think it's like one or two tablespoons when you're like mixing it all up, but some is called for. I recommend using coconut flour or almond flour instead of the white flour because, again, just another thing that's going to provide some healthier fats, some fiber, rather than just the simple starches, the simple, excuse me, the simple sugars. Um, But that said, obviously, they typically call for russet potatoes, which is white starch. You can try, and I've tried this myself, grating zucchinis, grating sweet potato, and mixing them with the potato. That's going to add in some fiber and some nutrients. And then this way, it's not just straight up white starch. So I'll do it where I grate everything and then I mix in. You can do it plain where you just have like a zucchini or sweet potato latka. But I prefer a mix. I'll do like some potato, regular russet potato and sweet potato because you grate it. So mix it all together and then fry that or do zucchini and sweet potato. Those are ways to keep it lower cal, lower carb, and higher in nutrients, specifically fiber. So your blood sugar doesn't spike as high. But latkes are one of those things. Like I said, I've tried it with coconut oil. It wasn't as good. Again, it's one of those things. You may just want to do the vegetable oil, do it as the recipe calls for, enjoy it because you have it once a year. It's for Hanukkah and it's delicious. And just keep in mind, one medium latka is around 100 calories, around six grams of fat, and 10 grams of carbs. So say you have three, that's you're getting 300 calories right there, almost 20 grams of fat, and almost 30 grams of carbohydrates. Now, some of those carbohydrates will be fiber if you sub in 
zucchini or sweet potato. Because what I'm quoting now is just your average latke with um, a white potato. But yeah, it, it's hard to make some of these things healthy. And then you do it and it just like doesn't taste as good. And it, that's the thing with holidays. Like it's once a year, which is the issue a lot of people can run into. Like it's once a year. I love latkes. I never have them. I'm going to have 10. Like, well, maybe don't have 10. But I would say if you know you're having three and you're going to make them true to the recipe, not subbing anything in, they're going to be, you know, not a healthier version. That's fine. You're having them once a year. Say you have three at dinner and then there's leftovers and maybe you have three the next day. Okay, fine. Like that's not derailing you. It's when you have 10 latkes at a time and you do that for three days in a row. Then it's just your blood sugar's all over the place, not a good habit, and you're not going to feel good. And then when you don't feel well, that largely impacts your motivation, energy, and desire to go take that walk or stick to your routines, go to the gym, go to Soul Cycle, go to whatever workout class you have. So that's really where I encourage people make the dis- that distinction. Are you someone who's going to want 10 latkes? Okay, then make smaller latkes and try to use sweet potato and zucchini mixed in there so it's not just potato. Do you just want the most authentic latke possible and you know you can have three and be done and you're, they're going to be so good, you're going to be able to enjoy it and be done with it? Okay. But be honest with yourself about your habits when it comes to these things and then make the decision that's going to be best. Now, now I have some candy. This is always fun. This one I'm definitely late on, but I always think it's interesting because I used to love these as a girl. Candy corn. There's They have no fat. They have no protein. But a quarter cup will run you 200 calories and 26 carbohydrates, 21 grams of which are sugar. So basically you're eating sugar. And I can guarantee you it's high fructose corn syrup some sort of garbage sweetener. Candy corn, it's not good for you. It's delicious. I don't know about you, but I haven't had them in years, but I remember when I used to eat them, like my mouth would get to the point where it'd be like this gross coating and they were just so, so sweet, but it's literally like you're just eating sugar. So again, no fat, no protein. You're eating them. You're getting 200 calories for a quarter of a cup and 26 carbohydrates, 21 of which are sugar. Let's talk candy canes because it's candy cane season. These two are fat-free and provide zero protein because they're all sugar. A normal size candy cane, like the average size you would think of and see the store, 60 calories, 13 grams of carbs, nine of which are sugar. The mini ones are 18 calories each with only four grams of carbs and three grams of sugar. So that's kind of more of a cute little, oh, I'm in the mood for that peppermint taste. Let me grab the mini candy cane. That's, you know, barely 20 calories and you're getting three grams of sugar. That's not wild. That's not going to send your blood sugar on a frenzy. But you see those normal candy canes, 60 calories, that's not that much, but you're getting nine grams of sugar from it. That's a lot for one thing. And especially something that's providing zero nutritional value. You're getting no protein. You're getting no healthy fats. There's no fiber. It's literally just sugar. So, you know, there's foods you eat that have naturally occurring sugar that you know, perhaps they are high in carbs, but they also have protein and they have fiber and they have healthy fats. You're getting nutrition from them. Something like candy corn or in this instance, the candy cane, you're literally just eating sugar. It tastes good, but it's just sugar. So something to keep in mind. And my last candy, can't forget, gelt. And going off of like the average yellow bag of the gold milk chocolate coins, my mom usually gives them to us every year for Hanukkah with our gifts. And I always eat them because they're delicious. It's milk chocolate. But that average yellow bag, you'll see the store. It's 90 calories, five grams of fat, 
and 11 grams of carbs. So nine of which are sugar. So again, it's chocolate. So you're getting some fat in there, three of which is actually saturated, which we don't want. But, you know, this is closer to 100 calories and you are getting almost 10 grams of sugar. Totally fine as a snack. I would not eat that on an empty stomach. Again, it'll spike your blood sugar. Have it as a dessert after a healthy meal with protein, fiber, healthy fats. But keep it in mind, it's easy to grab those and say you have like two or three bags. I mean, then you're almost at what? 200, 300 calories, depending on if you have two or three bags, plus 20, 30 grams of sugar. So it can add up. That's the only reason I am providing all this information. It's it's sometimes it's easy to get caught up, get lost in the moment. It's holidays. And you know, this is what I talked about last week with staying on track and you know, even just pumpkin spice and the pumpkin spice economy, things come around once a year. The less often you have something or have access to something or people, the more special they are. So when you do get to get your hands on them or they're, you know, out on shelves or advertised, you know, we rush. We rush to get there. We grab a million. You know, it's not wild to be at a holiday party and you see someone with three Christmas co- Christmas cookies on their plate. They're they're not horrible people and they're not insane. It's because, oh my God, it's that time of year. I love these cookies. They're delicious. And they grab a couple and that makes total sense. Now, what I would recommend, of course, is take one, eat it, see how you feel. And if you want more, go back. But it's natural human nature to be like, I don't get this. This is rare. This is not always here. This is not always readily available. It's once a year and people go crazy. And I did say this last year. It's really about, it's not the one wild day of eating that's going to knock you off track. It's days and days and days of it, or two days a week for four weeks in a row. And especially once alcohol is involved, then you wake up, you're hungover, you're lethargic. Maybe you skip the workout, you're super dehydrated. So everything's already inefficient because it's clearing alcohol from your system. But on top of it, like it's not metabolizing your fat. It's not metabolizing anything. Everything's taking longer. That's when routines get kinked and people start noticing weight gain. Don't be worried about gaining weight focus less on the weight and focus more on how you feel and your energy and your routines and just keeping on track and go easy with yourself. It's so unrealistic to think you're going to go through the holiday season and not have a cookie or a candy cane or a latka or a piece of pie. And who would want to go through it like that? Like how sad. Um, Enjoy yourself. It's just enjoy yourself in a way that you know is still going to support staying on track and support you feeling the way you want to feel. That's the best advice I can offer. Um, That's all for today, folks. I I don't know why I keep saying that's all, folks. I was not even a Looney Tunes fan. But those are some treats I feel a lot of people enjoy and they are crowd pleasers. So that's why I touched on those specifically. And I hope that was helpful. And next week, I'm going to get into similar kind of discussion, but with fast foods and fast casual food. Have an amazing week. 